In today's episode, we're speaking to Deidre Fay. Deidre works with people who have crummy histories to develop an inner platform for success to get their needs met for life. With decades of experience as a psychotherapist and an educator, Deidre brings together modern neurobiology and ancient wisdom into a practice of what she calls becoming safely embodied. In today's episode, we're talking about why shame is an attachment wound and how to transform that. Let's find out. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. It's Gul Khan here, your money mindset expert. And I am so excited. We've got Deidre here, Deidre Faye, who you heard recently, very recently, actually, on our Friday feature. But she's back with us on our Money Talkie segment. Welcome, Deidre. My pleasure. Delighted to be with you. So we have such a fantastic conversation that obviously I knew we had to continue it, but I think we wanted to continue more on this segment because she has so much to teach. And the topic we're talking about today is something that's very close to my heart. We were talking off camera before that, how this is such an important element that plays a major role in your money. So I'm so grateful to Deidre to share her wisdom with us today. So the topic for today is why shame is an attachment wound and how to translate, uh, sorry, how to transform that. So Deidre, you know, tell us, why do we choose this topic? Why is it so, why is, why is shame so important? Well, maybe your listeners would be like me and lived with a shame our whole lives and just the horrible physiological distress that causes. Mm. And I went on a mad search for years talking to people saying, how how come, how come this is happening to me? And what can I do best? That's the main reason. What can mm-hmm. I do? And people were not able to help. And I it was confused me. I was like, why? This is so awful. Help me, help me. And it was only when I started studying attachment theory that I began to realize why. And it has to do with the way that we, if we want something, these normal, natural needs that we have, if I want to be loved, and I'm not getting loved, I'm going to feel like there's something wrong with me. Because it's normal. It's like that need arises, of course. If I need comfort, if I need soothing, if I need reassurance, if I need help figuring something out, those are normal needs. Every child needs that and should have that. But if we didn't get it early on, and we didn't get it repeatedly through our years, we end up feeling like there's something wrong with me. It's my, I'm an imposter. I'm, uh, I'm flawed in some way. Mm. And it's not true. And when I started putting that together, it was like the shame levels just started coming down, increasing. It's normal. It's normal. Mm. And so how it translates to money Mm. is if I don't feel safe to be myself in the world, mm. then I'm not going to feel safe to say, I have something of value. Mm. I have something to offer. I can mm. help you. I can mm. actually help you get to where you need. 
I'm not going to feel like I can ask for money. Yeah, of course, like a major, major, major one. <laughs> I, I would feel like there's something wrong with me. Yeah, yeah. And so I, why would you yeah. give me any money? Yeah, and it's also what I find, because I talk about shame. Shame is one of the major topics for, for us in the mastermind, and I talk about it in the debt module, because shame brings up, you know, this really dark emotions. Right. And if, if your energy is stuck in the energy of shame, you will recreate those scenarios in different forms later on your life. May not be in the same scenario, but the energy will be very similar. So if you've been, for example, if you've been raped or if you've had some other, um, you know, loss of uh, financial loss or bankrupt where your parents were bankrupt or something like that, that in, in, sort of in, in sort of integrates into your energy field, you will recreate those shameful scenarios exactly. again and again in different forms. And you think, what's going on? And play the victim right. again and again and again and not know it, the core roots are there, not something that you're doing in the moment. It's just right. this, it has somewhere far away. But then that takes that knowledge of someone like you or maybe me, you know, telling them uh, this is the issue, not your current behavior. It's the, it's It lies in the past. And that's why... I just fell in love with the topic. I thought, oh my God, that is so amazing. So tell us, tell us, Dara, let's get started with this. How, you know, how, why is shame an attachment wound? Explain that to us. Well, it's very simple. Let's say you fall and you hurt your knee. Yeah. And you cry and you're like, ah, right, as a kid, mm, right? Yeah. And nobody's there to soothe you. Mm. And that happens on a repeated level. You're, something happens, you cry, you want help. You want soothing, reassurance, and nobody's there. That reaching out for support, which is normal and natural, gets cut down. And mm. that's, you start saying, this need, it's it's nonverbal. This need that I have, that life should work out, that I should get soothed, I should get reassured, I should get calmed, my body can be calmed. And when that doesn't happen, it's something, why don't they give that to me? What's mm. wrong out there? What's wrong with me yeah obviously they're right my survival depends on those people out there being different yeah so and you know what Cole? I was thinking earlier when we were talking that I've seen this with people who have trust funds as well the mm. shame that comes up from having money and not having done anything to yes. earn it yes I've seen and this I've, as well yes it does it has the, the the reverse as well but I've just been given this money but I haven't really worked for it. So then you have to prove that you're worthy of it. It's just, it's a different. But then I feel like I'm not really worthy because I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I feel like I should have it. I'm entitled to it, but there's that disconnect inside. And that's Mm. where the shame starts popping in. Mm. And then I don't know what to say to people. I don't know how to explain what I, who I am in the world because our world is so identity Mm. aware. Oh my days. Oh my God. That is so powerful. So powerful. So I agree with you that shame would become an attachment wound. But then now the million dollar question is, how would you, you know, transform that? How would you work on that, Deirdre? Well, I can tell you how I've worked on it myself and then with clients as well. The same process. Mm-hmm. So one is just beginning to become aware this is this need I have mm-hmm. that's just normal. And here's the interesting thing, you know, it's like a need is a five letter dirty word. Yes, exactly. I don't need it. I don't need this. And it's or or I'm going to be needy. Yeah, exactly. So I'm like needy people. No, you need it. Of course you need it. You know, and this is actually how a child develops is 
emotional regulation comes when we're having an experience inside and somebody out there helps us understand what's going on inside. Now, here's the problem. As I grow up, I'm still wanting out there to make it okay in here. Mm. But my adult, adult developmental task is to be inside myself, to attune to what I need, soothe it, calm it, reassure myself so that I can do the world and then be in relationship with the way I want. But mm. we, every single one of us, myself included, but every person I've worked with, that's the cauldron we fall into. Why doesn't the world come in and make it better for me in here? Mm. Why don't I have the money, the love, the help, the reassurance, the why don't you like me? Instead of saying, what inside of me needs a little tweaking? What do I need to see about myself? What do I need to repattern, remap in myself so that I have the world I want to live out there? Isn't that funny that, you know, and I mean, I mean, it's not funny. It's just, it's everything sort of come back, comes back to internal world. I always say your external world is a, is a mirror image of the internal world. Exactly. So you, it's, you have to go inside and see where you have these needs that haven't been met. And you have to really understand that there is need and not have shame attached to that. That's another thing I think is very important. We are we live in a society where if you need something, oh, you're needy. Um, you know, don't be too needy and then don't be, you know, whatever. And I think we all have needs and those needs need to be met. And if they're not met, then we are our containers empty or half full. We need our containers to be fully loaded. And we have to acknowledge our needs in order for that container to be full. Otherwise, it will never get full, will it? Right. But we have to go inside, see where these needs are not met. And actually, maybe explore a bit further, where was the first time this need wasn't met? Because that's the core of the matter, wouldn't you say? Mm -hmm. Well, I I talk about it. There's three things. We need to mirror what's going on inside. Mm -hmm. And we need to validate that we have that need. Mm -hmm. And we have to reassure ourselves. And part of what happens is that we need to reconnect to that inner and outer world. So my Mm. inner world right now, I might be successful. I might be doing well in the world. But inside, I feel like an imposter, a fake, like not worth it. I criticize myself. I criticize other people. Mm -hmm. And so there's that disconnect inside. So and what you're talking about is how do I be here, recognize how it's linked up into my past, and that there are all these little breadcrumbs to my past so that I can then sort of wash that clean Mm -hmm. and say, oh, my God, that's what it was like back then. I didn't have the love, the help, the support, the reassurance, the kindness to just feel good about myself. But that's not true now. Now, in this moment in time, I can work with myself. I can go into therapy, get a coach, read self-help books. I can discover and explore and trust who I really am and validate myself. And then I make that link inside and let it wash away so that I can be in the world the way I want now Mm. instead of how the old pattern was laid down. Oh, that is beautiful, beautiful. Yeah, I I, I just had the image of that. It's just a very soothing, beautiful way to validate what hasn't happened and maybe even find a way to nurture yourself. And actually, that's the thing, maybe that's the word. You need to nurture that need, wouldn't you say, Deidre? Well, validate it first and yeah. just recognize that, of course, you need it. Of course, who doesn't need that? 
Mm. And then to just be like, wow, okay, I can give that to myself. I can be kind to myself. I can say, okay, I don't know how to do this right now, mm. but I'm going to find a way. And when we talk about working with our inner child, that's a lot of it. It's that saying mm. to ourselves and said, okay, I didn't know how to do it back then. And nobody helped me back then. Mm. But now I can figure it out. I'm going to take this big task, make it small and granular enough. So the next step is a no brainer. So I can just do it. I'm going to talk to somebody like goal. I'm going to find out how, mm. how can you help me take that step? How can I work with my mindset mm. so that I can shift and change? I can do that in the present moment. I couldn't do it back then, mm. but I link it up. That's what I call parallel lives. We're living here in this moment, but the past is always leaking into the present oh, moment. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Unless yes. we link it and make it yeah. conscious. So often when we're having these experiences inside, the thing to say is, wow, if it's this hard now, it mm. must have been really bad back then. Yeah, Because you're having an emotion, I call them time capsules, yeah. the time capsules coming up and exploding in your present moment. And you're like, ah! and that, that is what it was like back then. Now that you're in your adult self, you can be like, oh, wow, that is so intense. Yes. It, I mean, I love that. I, I absolutely love that. Because I, I mean, I talk about it from quantum field theory point of view that, you know, time isn't linear. It's just the way we, we sort of subject, you know, it's the way we re, um, connect to it and sort of deal with it. But time exists, the past, present and future all coexist. And keeping that theory in mind, that means that that younger version of yourself is somewhere in the past, live, living that life right now. But you as the adult self can go and support him or her right now yes. and, allow, and yes. give it the, the soothing help they need. Otherwise, yes. the energy that, that's coming from it, that's emanating from it, is going to keep playing havoc with your current life at the moment. Exactly. And I love that. I love the way you visualized it. It was just so vivid and clear. And I love the I love the idea of, of time capsule too because it just you know it, it it really is that way you have to go back and I always say this the you know people because I say it sometimes you know when you were five and somebody should get ice cream away in the current context you think oh for God's sake get over yourself it's you know it's an ice cream but to the five year old that's like a billion dollars right like that's the their their the wealth their 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 whole life being so mm-hmm. when they throw that tantrum and get really upset over someone taking the ice cream, you have to see it from the five-year-old's point of view and give that love and affection in that way. So instead of saying, oh, don't worry, don't worry about it, um, you would go and sue them. So, and this is where I think as parents, I think that's when you have right. a bit of an advantage. If I would never treat my son who maybe have lost his ice cream and I said, oh, don't worry about it, forget that. If I wouldn't say that to my five-year-old son, why would I say that to my five-year-old self? Right. Beautiful. Go. Totally agreeing. Right. And when we start making those connections inside, it becomes, we have a lot more empathy and compassion to those in our world, whether they're kids or not. It's like dealing with the inner kids of the people around. So someone, somebody who's having a temper tantrum outside, we're like, Mm. wow, it's really intense for them. Now the question is, can that other person or can we look at ourselves? And that's, that's the main thing. And I think, What's happening in our world is we are given an incredible opportunity to heal some of those wounds and change who we are so the world changes. Like there's a whole new dynamic happening that's really exciting. Mm. 
I think this is, I think we're on the cusp of this, you know, global conscious awakening. And I think this is where people like you uh, and I are, you know, probably playing our parts and helping people mm-hmm. to realize this. Because so for, for so long, we've just lived in the physical world. And as things are, the status quo, this is how things are and so forth. Not realizing how we can change our current circumstances by revisiting our past and seeing what was you know, how could, you know, what was wrong? What wasn't given to us? What, what, how were our needs not met? And not being ashamed about it, but actually recognizing the shame too, because the shame is all part of it, right? Right, So, right. Got, but if we recognize the shame, recognize or the need behind the shame, yeah. then we don't have to get uh, overwhelmed by the physiological experience of it, the, mm. where we want to crawl into our bed or take substances or do something to change that state inside we're like oh my god this is so preciously normal yeah i mean how so let's let's use an example so i the thought that came to my mind was abuse because we know for this for a fact many many children are uh, suffer um, sexual abuse at the hands of sometimes even their own parents um but at least someone they know or a neighbor or a relative or a cousin or something and it happens to both boys and girls. So let's not be, you know, let's not right. just say it's different to girls. It happens to boys and girls. And men just don't speak up about it. I think women are more uh, more likely to speak about it. Men just try to put a brush under the carpet. So if you have that kind of experience as a child when you've been abused, and the th- the, there's a person that's coming to my mind, and he is uh, currently, you know, I'm obviously not going to say his name. Um, he's a friend that I've met via Facebook. Amazing individual. Um, you know, he's 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 now happily married with his uh, his wife. He's got lovely, uh, you know, his family's lovely and everything. But when we spoke, I still saw the pain in his in his voice. And he has a beautiful wife, beautiful kids, beautiful family. Yet the pain of the abuse and the shame of the abuse still resides within him from that early childhood. And I think he was must have been ten or nine or ten, something like that how does someone deal with that shame and how do we, you know, how do we transform that shame? That's my question to you. Oh, it's such a powerful question. And it's, I think it gets right to the crux of the matter. Mm. It's, it's, it really is about separating out the past from the present. Like mm. that did happen. That did happen. Yeah. And who you are now, who do you want to be now, but how do you heal the past? Mm. So recognizing that did happen, dealing with the pain of that, dealing with the, the wounds of that, the thoughts, feelings, sensations, the impact it's had, the imprint on you. But that doesn't have to keep leaking into the present moment. Mm. And when we can, you know, it, it's, it's like a creative dissociation. We mm. literally say, okay, I'm here, that happened, but now how do I put it together in a way so that it suits my life and it informs my life? But I can be richer because of it. I, I think of it as trauma is a modern day bodhisattva training, you know, me, meaning that bodhisattva <laughs> is somebody who transforms our suffering into compassion. Mm. So the crummy stuff happened to me. Mm. But how do I use that so that my life flourishes and I contribute to myself and the world in a much more powerful way? Wow, isn't that powerful? So taking the pain and the trauma that you suffered and literally saying, okay, how can that help me to not only be a better person, but to make the world a better place? Yes. What a powerful, powerful way to think about it. And how would someone begin to, so, so say, for example, using this example at hand to this individual, 
he says, oh gosh, that's a powerful thing to do, Deirdre. But then how does he start, how does he let go of the pain attached to the shame? Well, there's a series of things that I think have to happen. And one I do a lot with people is separate out the thought, the feeling, the body sensation. Right. If it's all glumped together, then we're lost. It's like, yeah, of course. it's right? overwhelmed. It's overwhelmed. Right. Yeah. So I have to separate it out and then be like, okay, so that thought is happening. When that thought happens, this is how I feel inside. Or that feeling comes up when I have that feeling, I have these thoughts and this is a sensation. And how do I intervene at each of those levels? So my book goes into that in detail. So I won't talk about it now. Separating out the facts from the feelings. What are the facts of the situation? Most of us, we load the facts with a ton of stories. And we mm. that story becomes so richly intertwined with life that we we don't keep it separate. We we know like right now, I'm talking, you're sent, you're there, mm. and you're talking, and I'm listening. That's the facts. But what we can do around that is so huge. So it's those kind of simple things. And then this whole thing that I talk about, about parallel lives, being in this moment, the past, separating that out, seeing how the past is intruding, beginning to separate that out. So I can live in the present moment and let the past stay in the past, recognizing, wow, that's intense. That did happen to me. Mm. But that doesn't have to be how I live now. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think this is such a powerful thing. So if we can wrap this up quickly, because I know I'm conscious of the fact that you have to, to leave. What would be you'd say, would you say, what's a three-step process again in conclusion of how we first recognize what shame, you know, we've what shame we have and how do we transform it? And obviously then I think this is in, in, in very succinctly, most of the people, if they want to learn more detail, will have to come back to your books and we're going to ask about your book in a bit. So please just give us that. The, well, the first thing would be is what are you upset about? What mm. are you having your temper tantrum about? What are you protesting is the language I use? What are you protesting? Name that. Then you say, okay, so I'm protesting this. What would I rather have? Mm. Okay. So I'm, angry that um, you don't love me. Okay. I want you to love me. Mm -hmm. Okay. But then we have to go into making that more granular, but just getting that difference. It's like, okay. So if I hang out over here with you, I just have this, my protest, I'm upset all the time. Okay. I'm just going to turn away from that. What do I see over here? And this came from my geranium that's in my office, just like the plants behind you. What I begin to see is the geranium. I'd come in in the morning and turn it so it would look at me so I could look at it and be all pretty. By the end of the day, the geranium had a mind of its own. The mm. geranium would turn toward the light. And mm. I was like, oh my God, that's what we need to be doing, right? The geranium's reaching for the light and the warmth and drawing in the sun. And that's the nourishment it gets. So why do we hang out with what's upsetting us? Why don't we turn to the light? More nourishing? Oh, I love that example. That, that's just so beautiful. Um, so tell us, you know, tell us where, where can we get, what's the name of your book and where can we get um, hold of it? It's called Becoming Safely Embodied and it's at all your local bookstores. It's on Amazon, Kindle. We're coming out with an audio book within the next month. So you have all different ways of listening to it. Wonderful. And how else can we connect with you, Deirdre? My website is dfay.com. But we'll have a simple, it's called a safe guide. It's about mm -hmm. how do you feel safe? And that you get dfay.com forward slash safe guide. Wonderful. And that's the simplest way to 
find out more. And plus the safe guide is free, but it's also tremendously valuable as people have said. I'm sure, I'm sure it will be. I'm sure it will be. And for those listening or watching this on YouTube, remember all of the links that Deirdre just mentioned will be in the show notes if you're listening on the podcast and will be in the below in the notes um, in the description for the youtube channel as well so don't forget we have all the links there for you for at hand so do go and check it out i love my conversation with Deirdre. we'll have to have you back Deirdre, on, on another episode of money talkies because i think this topic requires uh, i think we need to explore a bit further maybe with a bit more time um but we absolutely need to kind of have you back as a guest and uh, talking more anytime and more thank We're you so kindred much for spirits i love it I love it. I love it. Love it. You are so amazing. I'm so glad we found you. Thank you so much for being such thank an you, amazing guest. Thank you. For those listening or watching today, thank you so much for joining me and Deirdre. I will be back on another Money Talkies segment, talking to another amazing individual, helping us to become better entrepreneurs. And remember, these episodes are just as important because until you heal your inside wounds, you will not be the best version of yourself. And that includes being an entrepreneur. And this is why I was so grateful that Deirdre you know, said yes to coming on as a guest for us. So thank you so much for joining me. I will be back soon. Until the next time you meet, this is Gokhan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.golkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.